Hi, and welcome to Roll for Insight. I am your host, Joff. You will know me as Owlbear over on Twitter. That's bear as in nipples, not as in grr. <laughs> <laughs> and with me today is my good friend, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Joff. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, how can people find you on social media? Well, um, primarily I have Twitter. So at CNS Samurai, spelled exactly the way it sounds. Um, I have an Instagram account, but I don't, it's just for me. Yeah. No, I'm the same. I got an Instagram, but I rarely use it. Yep. Um, awesome. We're just going to jump straight into this. One of the biggest things you and I have in common is Dungeons and Dragons. It seems to be the recurring theme so far with my guests. The one thing I seem to share with most people is a love for D&D. Yes, very much. Um, you and I, we have DM'd each other and we currently play in an ongoing campaign. Um, as someone who plays d do you have a preference DMing versus playing? Specifically with D&D? With D&D, um, I don't have a lot of experience DMing D&D. Actually, I've, okay. only, I've only done it a couple of times, so I it weighs heavily toward the player. That's right. You've DM'd me in Tales from the Loop. Yes. Not D&D, yep. which we'll get on to. So primarily you've been a player, and how did you get into Dungeons & Dragons in the first place? Well, uh, if we wind back time, what, 25 years ago now? Um, I first played D&D when I was in fifth, fourth grade. In an after-school program, uh, one of the chaperones uh, said, "Hey, I've got this game. I'm I need a test group for. You want to play?" And I was like, "Sure. What is it?" And I I'd played board games most of my life, but I, I'd never done anything like D and D. I believe it was Redbox D and D. I don't remember exactly. It's either that or AD and I always get those two conf- like the the time frame of those confused. Yeah, no, they they came around around the same time. I I, I did both the Red Box and AD and D, and in my mind they happened kind of synonymously. So uh, I'm I'm much the same. I can't remember even which came first. I think I played the Red Box when I was eleven, but I was playing AD and D by the time I was twelve, going on thirteen. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, and. And to be fair, he probably didn't even tell us what the, the version was. He just handed us a couple of minis and a, a, some dice and goes, hey, we're going to do this adventure thing. Roll when I tell you. Because yeah. I was about, I think I was nine or ten. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's approximately the age I was playing the Red Box. Um, so how did you end up getting into fifth edition? Well, um, after that first experience with D&D, there's like a long period of time between when I played then and the next time I played. And the next time after that was fourth ed that, and it didn't go very far. We, mm. we played a couple of games and it petered out and I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back into playing D and D. Um, I'd been, I got into critical role. I did just watched it for the hell of it and did not expect to fall head first into loving the show. Yep. And I, I was watching the show, perfectly content doing that, and then one day out of the blue, our current DM, AJ, asked me, or maybe it was even Heather, asked me if, hey, we're spinning up this group, did you want to join? And I was like, sure, I haven't played in forever, let's play. Awesome. 
Yeah, that's cool. And then that's obviously gone on to, I've joined that game. I'm part of that campaign. And absolutely, it's it's a constant pleasure to play with you and the rest of the group. I'm so happy with our group. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Yeah, I think um, we've grabbed a, a good one there. Now then, looking at other uh, tabletop RPGs, I know you love Star Wars. Yes, I do. Talk to me some about Star Wars. <laughs> Enlighten me. Well... The ironic part is, is the same time frame I was playing AD&D, that first short amount of sessions, immediately after that, I got introduced to uh, West End Games Star Wars RPG, the Star Wars uh, D6 game. And that was the same scenario. Uh, we he In that case, he, he asked us what we wanted to be. And then he just handed us some dice and we went through this adventure that took us a about three months to finish okay and, and yeah that's where star wars rpg wise started um as far as star being a star wars fan i've i've watched i watched the uh the original star wars movies in reverse order like the first one i ever saw was i was about five um and i saw return of the jedi on vhs okay. and then after that i was like okay these movies are cool i should probably find out what else is going on and I got encountered Empire Strikes Back and then finally watched the original Star Wars when I was about 10. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I fell head over heels. I've owned every physical media copy of the um, of the series that I could get my hands on, except the Laserdiscs. I never got those because I never had a Laserdisc machine. Okay. But yeah, I'm a uh, huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. I was going to say it's... I, I lament that I haven't played in your game. It's it's a question of other time commitments. And <laughs> <Right>. unfortunately, <laughs> right now, there hasn't been room or time for it. But I'm hoping to fix that. If you ever do a Star Wars one-shot, oh my god, I'm all about that. Yeah, um, the, the only problem with doing the FFG Star Wars as a one-shot is the dice system is a little complicated. So you need more than one to really get a feel for rolling dice and... Um, managing your even your character sheet. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the game itself is narrative driven, so you don't roll dice a lot. But when you do, it uses a dice pool system, so you you roll a whole heap of dice and um, determine based on symbols if you're successful or if you failed. Huh. It, it's a different mechanic, and it is a little clunky in places. But it, it, it's the narrative part of it is still fun. Interesting. I, I, I definitely need to check it out. Um, now then, as a game master, do you have any tips or tricks to for those that are GMing for the first time or someone like me and is terrified of it <laughs> and I do it infrequently and it always makes me completely anxious? Do you have any words of wisdom, any pearls? Uh, well, it wouldn't hurt if you're a first-timer to check out Mercer's GM tips, Satine's GM tips, uh, go watch Perkins DM on anything you can find him DMing in. But yeah. as far as doing it, actually doing it yourself, uh, my words of wisdom are don't say no. If your players say they want to do something, just let them go and roll with it. Just make it really difficult. Oh, you can try. <laughs> right, right, right. What is it? What is it? Mercer says you can certainly try. Yeah, you can certainly try. Yeah, and and that's how it works for me. Is I never, I try not to say no, or you can't do that. Uh, I'll that's, 
It's just a matter of let them try. If they fail, cool. Better narrative. <laughs> yeah. At least they feel like they tried. Yeah. They don't know they don't know what the DC of the role is. They don't know how difficult it is. And they don't need to. They just <laughs> need to know that they gave it a shot. Right. And usually if I, they're about to do something that I know if they fail will definitely kill them, I'll be like, are you really sure you want to do that? Or <laughs> you can do that. But here's some here's like another option that you may want to take. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's some good advice. And uh, yeah, in fact, I need to do that. I, I've I've always enabled I've always enabled players. Um, I I've been that same school of never say no. They can do whatever they like. To hell with it. They <laughs> have to reap the rewards. But um, yeah, it's it's gone well and it's gone poorly i've never thankfully i've never killed a player touch wood i've never killed a player uh that may yet happen i can't say uh, that. that that might even happen in our one shot that would be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i can't say i haven't killed a player because in a dnd one shot i did oh you did yeah it was uh uh basically it was um just three players uh, they were actually running through Lost Mines, and oh. I shortened it for them, so they got to the the uh, bugbear at the end very quickly, and um, I was just rolling amazingly. The bugbear attacked the wizard <laughs> and rolled and did enough damage to do double the, the wizard's hit points in one hit, and yeah, killed the wizard. See, I've never had that problem. You know what my dice rolls are like. <laughs> and it, it translates to DMing. And, you know, um, you've seen it. You've experienced it. You played Shady Acres. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, my dice rolls are atrocious. I have monsters that hit each other. Because I like to reward net 20s and net 1s, respectively. Mm-hmm. So net 20, you get your you get your multiple damage. You get your double damage. Net 1, it's usually disarmed in some way i've actually played lost minds where goblins were swinging and they i'd roll a net one so the goblin would hit its friend <laughs> i would deal damage to one of the monsters and literally i think i got two net ones in in the middle of a goblin fight and they took care of each other they they practically killed themselves for the players <laughs> that's amazing i mean with Crit, well, crit fail and and or natural one. I usually do st- something like they don't hurt each other, but they'll miss wildly, or they'll throw their weapon when they're not supposed yeah. to, or they'll drop it, or they'll yeah. trip, or occasionally I'll do something like, "Hey, they fell in the pit that's nearby." But I'd... it literally just happened in uh, the Lost Mind game I was DMing this previous Friday. Um, one of the four ruffians that got surprised goes to grab his weapon. He attacks, gets a net one. So I just had him drop it. He literally <laughs> just swung his hand but forgot the weapon. It That happens way too often with me. M, call me Raven King. She likes to tease me. <laughs> I, am, I have Will Wheaton's luck when it comes to dice rolls. Yeah, I've had... A situation like that too where i had i think it was a goblin or a group mm-hmm. of goblins attacking a party and rolled in that one on the first roll and i it was a, a goblin fighter and he went and swung with all his might with the sword totally missed who he was attacking and buried the sword in the stone wall and had to <laughs> struggle with it he i gave him i made it so his 
his entire next turn was just him trying to pull it out of the wall. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, I got a good one. Who is your dream DM? Oh, man. If you could be DM'd by anyone. Well, uh, I could be sappy and say I already have one because AJ's amazing. But um, to be honest, being a critter, it's Mercer. If I could sit yeah. at the table with the man, even if he's, I'm just sitting behind the table watching, I that would be fantastic. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Perkins. Perkins yeah. is, everyone has a doctor, everyone has a DM, Perkins is my DM. Um, every, my style is modeled after his. Watching mm-hmm. him play Dice Camera Action and yeah. Acquisitions Incorporated, the games he runs, he is my type of DM. He's my kind of DM. So I, I'd like to think that I'm, gosh, a tenth as good as he is. <laughs> that, that I'd, I'd settle for that. Yeah. I and he, I would not say no to an invitation from his table either. <laughs> it's like him, Satine, uh, Ru- Rudy, uh, Matt Mercer, any of the Critical Role cast DMing, I would drop everything to sit at their table no definitely um let me think another question that i've thrown at previous guests when you're playing ttrpgs do you have a class or a race or a type that you feel drawn to um not really a class or even a race because i play so many different systems um maybe a type um i guess i can't really answer that question very well mm-hmm. um most so often my characters end up being like me um oh but, really yeah generally quiet um <laughs> um stays at the back until prodded and poked to go forward and then um uses words in a sentence that a lot of people don't understand or are too large or <laughs> is thinking 16 te- steps ahead and forgets what he's talking about. So that, that happens too. Okay. I mean, they say play what you know. So if you're playing not unlike yourself, yeah. then you're very good at being yourself. I would hope so. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm looking at this table of 100 questions, which just got filled out today. I got my 100th <laughs> question earlier. Nice. And I, I swear that about 20% of these questions um, come from uh, Embercraft, <laughs> one, of the, one of the other players in our game, married to Real Wraith 182. She's pretty um, rapid fire with them too. She's come up some good questions. So uh, why don't you roll your D100, All right. your nice golf ball-sized dice. That is a 51, right in the middle. 51. Ooh, this is a good one. This comes from at Cleric of Cord. Do you make playlists for your PCs or have a playlist you listen to before a session? Um, I generally don't, actually. I I like music. I find, though, like when I'm doing work or when I'm playing a game, music is distracting somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I'm GMing, I will, I'll play like mood music or I'll play background sounds for the players or I have no problem with GMs doing it. It's just, if I'm listening to something while I'm working or I'm trying to create a character, it, it's a bit of a distraction for me. So no, I don't. Okay. Um, 
but I would not be opposed to creating one and have somebody else listen to it. Hmm. Yeah, okay, interesting. Uh, I, I actually, I do make playlists. Mm-hmm. I have playlists for several of my characters. <laughs> I'm also the guy that uses Pinterest. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I abuse Pinterest. <laughs> um, although Emerson doesn't have a board. My, my, uh, my level 14 cleric from the game I play with Ryan doesn't have a Pinterest board, but he does have a multi-track playlist, which I listen to all the time. Yeah, you have and mentioned just, that in Discord. It's just full of angst. It's just... <laughs> it's angst and um, dance music. There's there's even some dubstep in there. Just because I... It's just fight music. <laughs> so, um, so you've got a mixture of like... I'm kind of... My music tastes are all over the board, so it's like... Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking of like the cure and like something from Moby maybe. I haven't done the cure or Moby, but now I have to. <laughs> yeah, those are the first two like dance and somewhat gothic. I I I have some like ambient music. I have some of the stuff that AJ has played in sessions mm-hmm. and I've I've taken you know the songs that he's played and because I now attribute that music to Emerson or to the Dragonspire Collective, I will keep that music and I'll have an ambient playlist. Okay. But otherwise, it's it's music by Woodkid or the... Um, shoot, who is it I was listening to? Um, Pegboard Heroes, I think they're called. And they have a song called Hero. Okay. No, it's the Pegboard Nerds with a song called Hero. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's made its way into Emerson's playlist. Um, anyway, now I'm waffling. Uh, we, we've come up on time. Okay. You've been awesome, Ryan. Thank you so much. Um, no problem, as always. And um, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm Joff. You can find me on Twitter at Owlbear. That's bear as in nipples, not as in gur. And you can also find Ryan on Twitter. Ryan, what's your handle one more time? Um, at CNS Samurai, spelled exactly like it sounds. Perfect. Um, that's it for now. Take care of yourselves. Look after each other. My love to you all. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.